Hello and welcome to day 23 of our Together We Go podcast. Let's pray together and we'll look to God's word. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for another opportunity that we have to spend time with one another and to open your Bible and to hear your voice. Lord, I pray that you would help us to live today more aware um, of your voice and also more aware of the spiritual realm. Father, we recognise that that we can so often be wrapped up in, in what we're doing here on this earth, the things that we can touch with our hands, the things we can see with our natural eyes, and and yeah, that like the chair that I'm sitting on, I'm so convinced that this is real because I'm sitting on it and it's holding the weight of my body. But Lord, just as real this chair is to me, I pray that I would be that we would all be so aware of the realness of your presence the realness of your kingdom, the realness of the spiritual realm. Help us not to simply live according to what we see or hear in the natural realm, but help us to also see what you are doing in the heavenly kingdom, in in the spiritual realm, so that we may agree with you, that we may uh, walk with you and and yeah, be be ahead of the curve of what is going on in this world. Lord, help us to be prepared uh, like the sons of Issachar, it says in the Bible. Help us to know the time and the season that we're in, that we may respond to it correctly, that we may respond to it appropriately according to the season that we're currently in and the season that you're leading us into. I thank you, Father, that you're preparing us for a new season. And so, Lord, I pray that that as we open our hearts and ears, I thank you that you are going to speak and we are so, we want to hear from you, Father. As your children, we desire and long to hear from you and to be led by you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're carrying on 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I'm going to read from verses 17 until the end of the chapter, which is 20. So it's just a few verses today. And it says, But since we were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time, in person, not in heart, we endeavoured the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face, because we wanted to come to you I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. Wow. So, uh, just a few short short verses, but but there's uh, there's just a lot of richness here, isn't there? I mean, that's that's the... That's the amazing thing about God's word, isn't it? We could read just a word and the Holy Spirit can really uh, stir our hearts and stir something within us as God speaks to us through it. So here Paul is, is uh, yeah, expressing his his sadness uh, for not being able to be with him in person. He's saying, look, I'm writing this letter and I'm glad that I can connect you in this way. And I think that's the same for all, all of us this day, these days, isn't it? You know, we can have phone calls and and do online video calls and and go for one-on-one walks and whatever it may be but we know that it's not the same as what we were able to do before which was to gather together whether it be church and people's homes and and go out for meals and and all of that and so Paul is saying look I'd love for us to meet face to face but and I love the faith here because Paul doesn't when he wrote this obviously he didn't know when he would be able to go and visit them but he said 
but since we were torn away from you brothers for a short time. And there is such faith that this current situation of being separated won't be forever. Isn't that amazing? The hope and the faith that Paul has that this this separation will not be forever. I know we prayed and spoke about hope yesterday and isn't it often the case that as as difficult situations and circumstances carry on it's easy to lose hope and think well maybe this is just how things will be you know I know my friends who uh, have young babies uh, some people have it you know quite relatively easily they, they the babies sleep well and wake up and it's like clockwork for others it's not the same um, I also have some friends who have long-term illnesses uh, and I have friends who have other situations going on in their lives, be it other health or financial challenges or, or whatever heartache it may be. And whatever we may be facing, it's so easy for us to feel like this is it. <laughs> this is my lot until my last breath on this earth. This is what I'm going to have to carry. And yet Paul here, without without seeing any real change, he's not... He's not seeing a, a sign of change in the natural, but he recognises that it won't be forever. And he has faith that God will ensure that it won't be forever. So he says, yes, we were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time without without the end in sight. He, he's saying this so faith-filled and hope-filled, and I love that. And I, I just I just believe God's reminding all of our hearts today, whatever we may be facing right now, it won't be forever. It will not be forever because God is a redeemer of all things. Because God is a healer of all sickness. Because God is the reviver of all things that are laying dormant within us. And so we have this faith and hope that it won't be forever, whatever it is that we're facing right now. And Paul says, in person, not in heart. So Paul says, but since we were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time, in person, not in heart, we end, we endeavoured the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face. Again, I really just can't escape from this, this realisation that Paul only spent three weeks with them. And yet he's talking as though they've been friends and they've known each other for, for, for a lifetime. And it says, we were torn away from you. And, you know, this, we're experiencing a little bit of that, isn't it? That right now, where we're not able to meet in person in the same way that we used to. But Paul says, whilst we're separated in person, we're not separated in heart. And I, and I just, I'm so inspired by Paul's ability to love in such a way. He, he had the capacity to love so many people. And to connect with so many communities and and they were all deep connections. They weren't just shallow. Hey, how are you? Great. Yeah, let's see you, whatever. It was, he's saying my heart, it feels like we're torn away from you as though they were attached in the first place. But this is the reality of what happens when the Holy Spirit works in us. We realize that our brothers and sisters, all every single Christian, brothers and sisters in Christ around the world, we get a revelation that they are not just strangers who happen to believe the same thing and read the same book. We recognise that they are our brothers 
and sisters, that we share the same father, same big brother, and that, that when we share the same inheritance, that there is a DNA of God that runs through us and that causes us. And, and I believe that sometimes we've misunderstood community. We've, we've thought that community is about uh, a place where we feel welcomed and loved, but a community is what, it's not what we're called to. We're not called to a community. We're called to build community wherever we go. We're called to uh, express the internal conviction of oneness with God and each other in the way we relate to one another. And that's what separates and differentiates us from people in the world is that we don't look to how well we get on with people. We don't look to how much effort they've made with us in order to open ourselves up and to love one another. We do so because of this internal conviction that we are now one with Christ. And that God's desire is that we would know that we are now one with one another. Uh, so yeah, Paul says, I desire to see you face to face. And uh, he's reminding us that physical distance does not have to mean distance in our hearts. And Paul didn't have all the technology we have today and all these other ways of staying connected. And yet uh, Paul is reminding us from all those years ago to this 21st century church Look, there may be some distance in, in person, but don't let that get in the way of connection of your hearts. And he goes on to say, because we wanted to come and see you, I Paul again and again, but Satan hindered us. Again, isn't it interesting that Paul only spent three weeks with them? And in those three weeks, he must have taught them some things. Because if I, I know, for example, that if I wrote... Um, on my, I don't know, social media, or I wrote, or I preached uh, on a Sunday morning and said, Satan hindered me from coming to you today. Most people would probably look at me and go, whoa, 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 I think you're being a little bit over-spiritual here. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there are people who think uh, everything is, is, is spiritual and sometimes it's just our stupidity it's not the enemy attacking us it's our stupid mistakes and our silly choices um, but here Paul is it, it, it would appear that Paul spoke to them about spiritual warfare and about Satan and, and demonic things and demonic influences because he's he easily he doesn't go on to explain and say you know if you if someone becomes a Christian and you've only had three weeks to spend time with them you wouldn't say words like oh satan hindered me or you'd be very aware or at least you'd say what i mean by that you know satan he is this and you know obviously satan who caused this and and blah 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 and what i mean by satan hindered me i don't mean that he kind of uh, uh, physically stood in front of me and said you cannot pass um like gandalf did um but I'm talking about spiritual warfare, that he's, that Satan is, that this is not by random or coincidence that I can't come and see you. But there is a very real opposer, accuser, an enemy who is trying to stop me from doing God's work. Stopping me from coming to you to encourage you in your faith. And so Paul had discernment in this. And, and it's so important, friends, that we have discernment. Not, not over-spiritualization, but... Having said that, isn't everything spiritual? Isn't there a spiritual 
uh, implication and meaning and uh, spiritual impact beyond everything that happens in the natural realm and that's not with that's not taking away the fact that sometimes we we need to make some physical changes in our lives it's no good praying for i don't know praying for muscle gain if we're not willing to actually physically pick up some weights and do some exercise <laughs> however paul here i just i just love that that paul is uh, not having to explain himself but he just says i paul again and again wanted to come and see you but satan hindered us as though to go you know you know that right you know you know that these situations that we're currently in these hardship and afflictions aren't just happening by chance or it's happening because you know someone thought oh why don't it's happening because there is a very real enemy against our god there's a very real enemy against us he's not equal to god he's nowhere near powerful he's a created being and he's trying to come up against the creator but you see he knows he can't come against the creator so who does he come after the children of god and for those of us who don't know the power in the name of jesus those of us who don't know god in his entirety and he's his power and majesty we we end up putting satan in the same level as god and that my friends is just foolish the reason satan comes after us is because he knows that sometimes we can forget who our god is who our king is the one who defeated the enemy the one who came to cancel to take the sting out of the enemy's weapons the one who came to crush the head of the enemy the one who came to undo every work of evil that is our king so it's living aware and having that discernment not calling everything a devil not everything is satanic not everything is demons hindering us it's sometimes us just waking up late but let's have discernment to know what is a spiritual attack and so that we can pray and we can have people standing with us in that um and then he finishes by saying for what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our lord jesus at his coming is it not you for you are our glory and joy oh, i can't tell you how both inspiring and challenging it is to read how paul speaks about the the people that he has been called into community with people that he has been called to lead and serve i mean personally as a pastor it's a massive challenge to hear the way he talks about the people that he has been called to serve and lead um but that isn't just limited to leaders and pastors it's for all of us i think that wasn't because paul was an apostle i think that's simply because paul was a christian i think that's simply because he encountered the love of god and so it caused him to love really well really really well it caused him to love not only well but quickly he didn't reserve himself he simply opened himself up and just loved people loved people and wanted to see them do well in god um so yeah that's one thessalonians chapter two and we'll go on to chapter three tomorrow have a blessed day my friends and i look forward to uh speaking with you tomorrow god bless